Hi, welcome to the Miles Better Conversation. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy. In this Friday Finance series, we'll be exploring some business tips and hints that all entrepreneurs and small business owners need to know to be successful in business. I love having you here and it's my passion to help all entrepreneurs grow, scale and profit faster. So I wanted to share some of my tips and hints that I've learned over the last 20 plus years of being an entrepreneur. If you stick around to the end, I have an amazing offer that I'm sure you'll want to take me up on. And welcome back to part two of People Don't Buy What You Sell, presented by me, Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy. Hope you enjoyed your coffee break uh, and you're ready and excited to leap in to the second part of this lesson. So as we ended last lesson, we talked about culture, company culture, brand culture, which leads us nicely into brand values. So as we said, people don't buy what you sell, they buy what you stand for. So there are four processes that we can go through for finding your brand value propositions. Discovering what matters, what is your essence? Know your competitors and your customers, and we've talked about that a little bit already. Uh, Stand for something. You need to have a value. You need to know what you want to stand for. Um, What is the core of your brand? In essence, essence, I've used that word several times, the brand essence, and we want to stay consistent. And the hard eye behind this is that if we understand whether we're perhaps going to have a fun business or whether we're going to be very serious, are we going to be friendly? Are we going to be very formal? Are we going to be innovative, innovative or are we going to be traditional? And they're just some examples of some scales that you could also use to put whether you are on the left or the right. And again, from the point of view of uh, what we do here um, at Miles Better is that we obviously have identified where we're at uh, in the brand onion wheel that we're going to look at very shortly. Um, So an example, if we come back to Coca-Cola, because we've used them several times, Coca-Cola would appear close to the fun element and friendly end of the scale, but also have some ability of being close to a traditional because they've been around for a long time. Barclays Bank. Uh, or Wells Fargo as an example from the US might be serious and possibly midway between the friendly and the formal as they've tried to adapt their um, profile hit 25 years ago 30 years ago it would have been very formal you had your formal bank manager but now banks have tried to go with apps and have moved towards the friendly side so once you have your brand values they do move in time but it allows you to identify what you're going to be doing and how the message that you're going to progress nice is another example very innovative innovative but has fun and some serious elements so you can see it moves backwards and forwards but we want to stand for something so here at miles better for example we stand for plain speak we stand for real time and we stand for powerful decisions we know our customers because they are the small entrepreneur and we want to stay consistent in everything that we do and how that message comes across So think about your business culture in these terms and what can you discover from the basis of how you present your brand will be key to when you communicate that um, with your clients and with your customers. 
I've mentioned a couple of times this exercise uh, called the brand onion. And when you download, uh, um, when you finish this module, there will be uh, some of your homework is to actually start thinking about and creating and sharing with the group your brand onion. So the way to think about this is that it all moves through. So the attributes, what is the brand and how it looks, the physical functional characteristics of the brand. Then the benefits. So in attributes here from Miles Better, if we use that as an example, we're an accounting business services. We work in real time uh, and we provide support on the accounting side. So I've jumped in a benefit. I've jumped a little bit there. So we're an accountant. We're an accounting firm. Physically, that's what we do. The benefits. What's the rationale advantages for me? What does the brand does? What's the result of using the brand? Well, for us, it's a using plain speak real-time and powerful decisions. Um, and that's the benefits of working with us. What is the values? Well, the values is the psychological advantage of using the brand. And because we're in plain speak and real-time, and I'm the Yoda of your numbers, it allows you to make powerful decisions. And how the brand makes me feel about myself is that I'm as a, from your point of view as an entrepreneur, we hope you feel that you're in control, that you know what your numbers do. You're able to let the numbers decide and how others feel about me using the brand. And the fact that when you sell to people that uh, um, I use miles better as my accounting support, that, oh, we've heard about them. That's why we have so many testimonials on our, various, on our website. Um, uh, because we believe that that's important for the values um, and that there are people are believing in that value too. And a little bit like the Apple example where we, we feel valued uh, because we're using Apple. Well, we hope that our clients feel valued um, and that they have uh, they understand our values of professionalism, etc. Then the personality. If the brand was a person, how, how, who or how would it be? This is a little harder to define because obviously uh, sometimes if you come back to your customer avatar by name, now you're at your customer. Who is that personality? Who would the brand be, um, etc. And when we drill all down and we distill all of these attributes, benefits and values, personality down, we should be able to come up with two uh, a phrase, which is the core of the brand. And it summarizes the characteristics in the wheel. And I was taught uh, by Neil um, Kennedy at the Oxford Summer School many years ago in the, early, in the late 90s, that we should be able to wrap this up in literally in two words. Um, and for us here at uh, Miles Better, we believe it is enthusiastic professionalism. And again, there's some fun, but that we're some serious, we're friendly and we're formal, etc., etc. Um, and we're going to do some of that. We'd like you to do that for some of your homework. So some of the challenge can be around creating a recognizable brand for your customers. Um, and inside the ebook, which I'd ask you to download, there is a, a whole page about customer service, your product service values, tone of voice, visual style and logo, tagline and mission statement, marketing, and then the name. Um, so rather than going through it piecemeal, please download the ebook if you haven't done so already. Um, and there's a whole section which will add um, additional things for you to think about. Um, and the last, obviously, being the name. You may already have a name um, and that uh, you uh, may already have, say, may already have a name uh, that you don't want to change. But remember that your name is also part of your brand. Um, and so it was important that we perhaps touch on how you might come up with your brand name if you haven't already thought about it. Um, so how important is your brand name? Well, it ranges from essential uh, and not much at all. Um, there are famous brands simply named after their creator. Example will be Hoover um, or the product itself, 
KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Others show more deliberate thought behind them, e.g. Virgin, Facebook and Tesla. It might be impossible to know how big a role your brand name will play, but it's best to assume that it will matter. And therefore, it's worth thinking about it and at least starting the conceptual idea. Although there's no magical formula for coming up with a great brand name, you can try out your ideas against these tests. Think about um, ideally want to keep it short, Virgin, Facebook, Tesla, single words. Um, there are obviously um, other brands out there that have got a double um, word, two or three words, but often over the years they have been shortened, uh, even down to just initials, etc. Um, so keep it short. We also want to keep it easy to pronounce. Um, so brandname.com perhaps isn't the easiest uh, of examples there, um, or, uh, but it wants to have some value. It wants to be unique. Um, obviously, from a trademark perspective, you don't want to be going around saying your name is uh, Coca-Cola. There's a two one. That's quite good. That's a good example. Uh, Pepsi-Cola, it uses its name and it tells you what, what they are. So sometimes the brand name may need to do a little bit more than what it's about. But eventually, once the power of the brand becomes strong enough, you can usually then move to dropping um, the end actual definition. And we'll in a few moments, I'll give you another small case study as to uh, where we've where we ourselves have managed to achieve that, we believe. Um, is it, or, or as I say, is it unique? Is it easy to spell? You want it to be easy to spell because in this day and age of online marketing uh, and uh, websites, etc., then obviously it's hopefully going to become your URL, the .com, the .co, etc. Um, and so if it was uh, highly uh, long uh, and complicated to type, then obviously it... Uh, it's going to cause issues. But also we want to have some retention. We want it to remember to be on the tip of your tongue. And also you want to be able to have the ability for it to be adapted and for you to play around a little bit um, and move forward. So um, is it an invented word? If it's an invented word that's never been used before, then you might want to think about trademarking it. Um, others say, are there good URLs available? Maybe a slight tweak to the brand name will allow you to capture your, the um, website. Um, will it look good on packaging? How will it be conveyed, etc., etc.? It's worth consulting a specialist branding copywriter to get your help with your name um, or do some research with friends and family. Uh, obviously, it's a safe environment is the Let the Numbers Decide Facebook group. So again, we're going to get you to post some of the uh, post your name, some of your ideas, um, and we can brainstorm it also if you want to spend uh, using some of the Miles Better Emporium sections, etc. Um, and, you know, come up with a variety of names because it may the first one may not necessarily be the best. Um, so that's some ideas of thinking about some branding or your brand name. Um, it wants to remember to stay true to your brand essence. It wants to stay true to your core values. It wants to reflect who your personality is. Um, and, uh, and if there's a story to it, an origin story to the name, when we start looking at marketing on land, hook, offer, hook, story and offer, then that's going to be even more powerful for us as a brand and as a business. Letting the numbers decide on all of this um, would obviously determine, again, the size of your business and how much money you're going to spend on this um, outside branding, etc. I've met, worked with many entrepreneurs who've rushed off and spent a lot of money on outside resources and they basically wasted their money. Well, let's wait. It's important that we have a concept to start with. I agree, but it may take time to evolve. And as a result, let's not spend too much on branding um, until we know where we're going and is it the right place. 
So then we move on to developing the brand. Um, now that you have various brand elements in place, you need to check regularly to see if this is having the desired effect. You want your brand to be strong enough to create customer loyalty, not just customer recognition. Therefore, it probably needs to evolve and grow as your business environment around you changes and more competition appears. And an example will be ourselves is that our, our brand name is Miles Better, but our formal company name is Accounting by Miles Limited which actually is a pretty boring name, Accounting by Miles. Um, it does start it, it did start to have a play on our name um, and it told people what we did, um, Accounting by Miles. Well, we felt actually that we, our positioning of being real time and plain speak and a powerful decisions and being the Yoda of your numbers um, made us better than other people, that we were different, uh, that we were bringing something unique to the market. And so it morphed, it became Miles Better um, as our brand. It also allowed us to add other elements and over the last year or so our brand has developed so that it's now Miles Better Accounting, Miles Better Business Mentoring, Miles Better Digital, Miles Better Testimonial, Miles Better etc etc and it's allowed us to add a tagline which is another thing that we might want to think about um, and in this case we use the tagline to learn the language of business um, because it's essence everything that we do here at Miles Better is around the development of our education and, and learning and teaching our entrepreneurs the language of business. So your brand should sometimes be consistently building and protecting and therefore evolving. This process should follow a strategy that incorporates your goals, values and style guidelines, which is something called a brand plan. So we've mentioned a numbers plan, we've mentioned a customer plan, we've mentioned a numbers plan and in this module we're really talking about a brand plan. Like a business plan, the brand plan sets out where you want to achieve and how you prosper to do so. As with every strategy, you need to keep testing, testing and realigning and testing. Your brand is your single biggest touch point with your customers and the channel through which you'll build your long-lasting customer relationship that keeps your business healthy. So put a lot of care and attention into your brand and treasure it. So what have we looked over, looked at over the last, coming on for nearly an hour now? Well, we looked at what is your brand and how important it is to know what your brand is and what you stand for. And that's built up of your values, your brand elements, the brand equity. You need to know how to position your brand so that the message that's coming across is consistent and is um, the same. We've talked about perhaps how you might look at developing your brand name. It may start as your own name. It may start as a, a made up name. But if you can come up with a story um, and some origin story, then that's also going to be really powerful for when you start marketing it. We've talked about brand development and that the brand will move and that it will develop over time. And we meant another good example will be British Gas. Um, in the UK. Uh, it started as British Gas. It was a gas company and then after a while it decided that actually it would morph to become BG um, because actually it had other elements uh, in, its, um, in, in, its, in its business portfolios etc. So brands move around and brands evolve and so will yours. But if you have a solid foundation and you know where you're going then that's going to really help. I hope you found the business tip of use. 
And as I promised, I, wanted to, I want you to be able to profit, grow and scale faster. So, so please subscribe to this podcast for more tips via the various platforms. But also head over to www.thenumbersguide.live, where if you drop in your email, I'll instantly send you a copy of The Accounting Translator, a plain speaking guide to accounting, the language of business that I have developed over the last few years. You can also arrange a free 15-minute discovery call where I can help you bring the concepts to life in your business. I hope you enjoyed this episode, so please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated and as a thank you from me, Colin, aka The Numbers Guy, I'll then send you a further bonus ebook from my latest online course, Let The Numbers Decide.